As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome, listeners, to The Extra Inch. My name is Windy, and I'm joined by my psychic and best friend, Bardi. Hello, Bardi. Hello, Windy. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. All the better for a last-minute winner, the best kind of winner. How was it for you? It was It was pretty good. I mean, any yeah, any last-minute winner kind of, it kind of gets rid of all the problems and everything else that had come before it, and all you remember is the joyful, the joyful finish. And it kind of, it's, it's better when you've given up hope of something happening, and it was so last minute, like the, the, towards the end of the the stoppage time, that I personally had totally lost any hope of getting a, a win from this game, uh, which makes it just the better, right? Yeah, I was convinced that everybody was on an elaborate troll to get me in our WhatsApp group because <laughs> via SkyGo, and it's it's notorious for being a couple minutes behind, and I think it was on 92, 92 minutes for me, and obviously it finished for you guys, and I thought... I thought they they just winded me up, but um, no, the ball did run all the way through to Sonny, who finished lovely. And it was it was really it was a great finish by Son, but it was it was just amusing the angles let the ball slide under his foot as well. Uh, having obviously he he scored their second goal to see the ball just squirm under his foot on its way through to Son was just joyful. I loved it. So what did you think generally about the performance? A lot of people have said that they weren't overly impressed uh, with the performance. I thought offensively we were pretty effective. How did you find the game? Yeah, I thought it was an interesting game. It was we we lacked we lacked control, which is something that's been a con- constant theme at the moment with uh, Mourinho's team. Yeah, but um, the interesting thing was um, Aston Villa swung at us, and we swung at them. And if if you're gonna go toe for toe versus Tottenham, you have to be you have to be careful. And the fact that Villa were given as good as they were they were given it like they were trying to beat us, 
did play into our hands. And even when we went 1-0 down and we were playing terribly, there was still enough hope and enough space and enough chances being created that I just thought it was just a matter of time until we started taking those chances and we would end up blowing them away. Because as good as Grealish is, it's Grealish versus Sun versus Lucas versus Bergvine and the rest of them that eventually our, our, our quality had to had to tell. Yeah, exactly. And we had a really, I thought, shambolic first sort of 15, maybe 20 minutes. But once we came through that period, we did start to assert ourselves. And you mentioned the chances there. I mean, Delhi had probably four very presentable chances to himself that you'd normally expect him to stick at least two away. Son had a couple as well uh, and, and was a little frustrating in front of goal for, for much of it, despite obviously scoring two goals. Um, and we, there were other moments as well. I, I, I thought, like you said, Villa were pretty much, I was going to say one-man team, but I thought um, Samata up front for Villa toiled away really well against Toby Alderweireld, who wasn't at his best. Uh, but, but Grealish was the main player leading the attack for them. Yeah, but it, it was nothing more than just huff and puff. There was, there was mm. no, um, it wasn't like Manchester City or Liverpool where they, they have a system and they're cons- consistently finding the spaces and moving the ball, triangles and everything else. It was get the ball to Grealish and see what he can do or just swing it in and hope for confusion. And there's only so long you can do that for. It's not, it's not, a, sustainable, it's not a sustainable tactic. And I always felt confident that if we just survived, it would get through. And when we went in at half-time 2-1, I thought... That's it. I thought we would we would bury them. And um, had we taken those early chances in the second half, we would have been out of sight and we could have cruised through the rest of this game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think in hindsight, we probably shouldn't be too down on this game because we created loads and another day it's like 4-2 or something and you, you don't even worry about the defensive lapses. It's kind of Ozzy Ardiles style Spurs football, right? It's just score, yeah. score one or two more than the opposition. I mean, there has been kind of criticisms thrown at Mourinho that we... We're not creating chances, but I think in that game, we created more chances than we have in our previous, um, yeah, so 23 shots we had in that game, which is more than our three previous games combined. And um, if, you, if you think back, even the half chances, Bergvine had two blocked, one, one on the line, one within the six yard box. Sun had countless opportunities where he needed to lift his head. And as you said, Delhi, Delhi missed three, at least three really presentable chances. And you score them narrative changes and we walk away from this game as 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 a game that we started wobbly but then controlled from there on in from there on in but um you know Spurs like to do it the difficult way and dare I say Bardi that we were right about Lucas and Son so Lucas was on the right on this game Son was through the middle that's what we kind of wanted throughout this period without Kane we we've not liked Lucas playing up top and straight away, Lucas, I thought, was a lot better. Probably one of his best games in recent weeks. And Son comes away with two goals. So that seems to be the... Well, I hope that's the blueprint now, right? Yeah, I think so. And Lucas did a lot of help in the second half, um, doubling up with Aurier to kind of get rid of Grealish. He even put a few kind of naughty challenges in, which I did kind of like the old the old school way of, um, let's just kick Grealish as many times <laughs> as we can to see what happens. And the referee, fair play to him, he didn't book anybody. I didn't think any of the fouls themselves even Aurea's ones were individually merited a yellow card but I just thought by the end of it I thought we'd amassed enough of a kind of back catalogue to at least warrant one yellow card I don't know I think you get a more fussy referee and Aurea goes in the book for that early one where he pulled him back that's one of those where referees just usually take any any pullback they'll go yep you're having yellow for that that sets the standard for the rest of the game then and kind of cuts back on those types of fouls but um, like you say Aurea was trying to impose himself on Grealish and that's not necessarily 
necessarily a, a bad thing. My my issue with Aurier in this match was he didn't know where to be positionally. He was he was meant to be. I, I assume he was meant to be really high up on the right again because uh, we had Ben Davis playing the kind of withdrawal left back role, and and Aurier just wasn't finding the right positions. Grealish was obviously exploiting the fact that he was high up, and then Alderweireld was well due to <laughs> the birth of his second child, he'd had limited sleep, and it really showed. He that was the worst game I've seen from him in a long, long time. Uh, and Sanchez was having to defend on his own at times. Sanchez was great, by the way. I was really impressed with Sanchez's performance. Five uh, assist as well. Yeah, we needed him. We really needed him. But yeah, yeah that, that ball he played through to Sun for the winner was it was like Bonucci, mate. Nah, nah. He that was that's a lump forward, <laughs> and and it's 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 very lucky that it made it through. But uh, fire assists. I um I really liked um Eric Dyer's assist to um Alderweireld as well for the first goal. That Ooh. surely goes down as a Dyer assist, yeah, on fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. What well, we used to we have him in your team. Yeah, were you surprised to see Dyer's name in the starting eleven? Uh, I think it was very much an eye on um on the on the Champions League tie. I think I think Lacelso probably would have started had he been had the had the midweek game not been there. Mm. I have a I have a theory about Dyer's inclusion. I don't know if this is correct at all, but it's just a theory. So he actually played a lot more advanced than Winks for the majority of the game. He was the one being asked to to press. And Mourinho's obviously had this bit of time. The, the players had some time off, but Mourinho's had a bit of time, a week or so, to work on the training ground. And when we were at our best under Pochettino with Dyer in midfield, not the Dembele and Wanyama midfield, but the Dembele and Dyer midfield, Dyer was a pressing midfielder, so he wasn't just sitting there in front of the fence. He was regularly pressing as well. And perhaps Mourinho thinks that Dyer can be a useful presser in a in a pressing system. That was probably the most I've seen Spurs press under. Mourinho there are a couple of moments where we kind of had them penned back and then someone didn't do their job and I guess they'll be I'll be I'll, I guess they'll be looking at tapes to work out what went wrong and, and trying to perfect that but what do you think to that theory could Dyer have been there because we're trying to implement more of a pressing system no no I don't think so there was um, an article today in the in the Guardian um, chaos replaces control at Jose Mourinho's anarchic Tottenham and it was um, written by Richard um, what's his face Richard Richard Jolie and he said of Dyer he spent much of his time pointing and some of it shouting and not enough actually doing at 26 he already looks an ex-footballer and I think that pretty much sums up Dyer he there was times where he should have pressed but he was so deep and there was other moments where he he should have been dropping deep and he was just caught out I think he's he's really easy to play around Mm. He, um, he leaves massive gaps wherever he plays and the only time he actually looks effective is when he drops into um, he drops into the back line to help out the defence I think as a central midfielder he's gone and I think his, his future lies at a mid-level team as, as a centre-back It's sad to see I mean my own view is that he's quite an astute intelligent footballer whose body has just completely let him down and he just can't get about the pitch anymore you certainly wouldn't want Eric Dyer lining up against uh, Leipzig that would be a recipe for disaster so I can see why he played in this one and not in midweek and Mourinho did reference the fact that he was going to have to rotate this week so we saw Tanganga come out of the team as well which I guess in, in a sense is is good news for him because it means that perhaps he'll play against Leipzig and then and then Chelsea uh, so he's being rested for the in inverted commas easier game um, which shows perhaps that he, he's very highly rated now yeah um, it was good Ben Davies needed minutes he had a shaky start but then 
He after that he put in more tackles and made more interceptions than anyone else. Uh, mm. He made an incredible block as well that would have um, put us two 0 down. So he he survived this rough start and he, he settled. And he, he you know he's still only twenty six, which is is amazing. He does seem like he's been around forever. And I think he does. He's our second longest serving player after Larice. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. He was really good, Davis. I, I was very pleasantly surprised by his performance. I mean, Mourinho has absolutely put his arm around him, metaphorically and probably literally. Uh, he, he likes him. He likes him for the system. He likes his maturity. I think Davis could even be a future captain material. He's, he's pretty vocal. And if Mourinho likes him that much, then, then maybe he'll give him the armband on occasion um, when, when Kane and Luis aren't playing. So I, I was very pleased to see Davis back. It's nice to have another option in the squad. Uh, and he was partnered on that side with Bergwijn, who I thought had a terrific game. What did you make of his performance? He's fantastic. I really like him. He's, um, he's, like, he's got all the qualities that Lucas has but none of the kind of obvious failings that Lucas has. He seems to be a lot more smarter, a lot more in control of what he's doing. He makes good decisions. He makes decent passes. And he, I think he's, he's an excellent, excellent signer. He, um, but on the basis of those first two performances, he's kind of taken to it much more quickly than I would have expected and will definitely be useful this season. I mean, he's already been useful this season. So he scored in his debut. He nearly scored yesterday. He won the penalty. And although you could, argue that he perhaps should have released the ball earlier in the in the chance where he won the penalty I thought he really intelligently protected the ball and, and kept it away from uh, Engels and invited the challenge I, I thought that was very smart play from him and it was a it was a definite penalty I was surprised that it wasn't given straight away by the referee but luckily the uh, video assistant referee picked it up yeah, so I was, I, I, yeah I, sorry I, I, yeah I just I, you're completely right he was really smart there and even there was I think there was an, 
opportunity he created for Delhi as well, where he crossed it, where we'd been seeing Lucas and Son arrive in that kind of position and then just turn into trouble or turn away from it. So, yeah, very smart with how he played. And what did you think about Delhi? Because he's he's got a lot of criticism uh, for his performance because he missed so many chances. It's it's really hard to know how to sort of rate the performance because in, in some respects he did so well. His movement was exceptional to get into those positions to get the chances in the first place. And I think overall you'd have to be pleased that he's getting those chances. It means he's doing something right. The fact that he didn't put them away is a shame and, and certainly black marks against him. But overall I thought he was really lively, really involved and I was quite pleased with his performance. How did you find his his uh, particular individual performance. Yeah, I thought I thought for the most part he was good. He, I mean, you could see the role he was playing was very much come deep, collect the ball, and move it on quickly. Had that been Kane playing that role with two faster men, either two faster chaps either side of him, I think Kane would have got a hatful of goals. Mm. Um, but I, this Delhi role, I, I I don't mind it, and I think we'll probably see that again on Wednesday, where he's he's coming he's coming to collect the ball and flicking it around the corner or laying it off for someone else. Like he'll lay off and then someone will make a run in behind and the ball will go over the top to them so I, I think we'll see that more often now yeah and the fact that he's higher up the pitch than in recent weeks is encouraging to me I, I personally prefer him higher up the pitch so yeah I, I would be very happy to see that continue um buddy I wanted to get your thoughts as well there was an article today by Sean Walsh for 90 Moon Football uh in which he talks about whether Son is now essentially a better player than Harry Kane and that seems like um a kind of clickbaity title the, the article itself is a lot more nuanced than that and Sean's kind of talking about uh Kane's injuries the fact that Son although he's not playing well at the moment is still scoring regularly he's now got six goals in his last five matches and I think we've we've kind of hinted and alluded to the fact in recent months that Son is one of our clutch players he's he's so vital to us he's in my view in my view he's one of the few elite players truly elite players we've got that you know most clubs in the world would want in their squad what do you make of that idea that Son is now challenging Kane for being our if not our best player one of our most important no I think he's definitely challenging Kane as our best or most important player um I think he he's carrying the weight of the team reasonably well I think some of it is is it's coming down to his son needs he thinks he has to do everything himself which is a problem hopefully that kind of attitude changes and he he starts to release the ball a bit quicker but as a more effective play is you know they're very different I think had Kane played yesterday I think he would have got a hat-trick um but then son got two goals but I don't. I don't think you can compare them direct directly because obviously they're very different players. But who's more influential? I still think Kane is more influential and more important to this Tottenham team. And I think Kane is more important to Jose Mourinho. Even though Son is crucial to the team, I think if you could, if you went to ask Mourinho which one would you rather have fit right now, fit and firing, I think he would choose Kane over Son, which kind of sums up who who's more important to Tottenham. Yeah, I think I pretty much agree with every word you've said there. And Kane obviously is so talismanic, having come through the academy as well. He means so much to us as fans. And while Son is incredibly popular amongst Spurs fans, there's there's a connection between us and Kane that Son just couldn't ever have. And for that reason, he's he's the most important player we've got and one of the most important players we've ever had, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think Sean's had a bit of backlash today, slightly unfairly. And I think it's a timing issue myself because had he posted that while Son was in peak form, then perhaps people will be like, yeah, you know what? You, you might have something there. The fact that Son's, you know, he's admitted himself he's not in his best form. Um, it's, it's probably not the best time, best time to be saying that he's he's better than Kane now. Yeah, I think if you compare um, 
goals to limbs ratio as well. I think so. huh. he might be slightly in front of Kane because just off the top of my head, I can think Watford, Swansea, now Villa. I think I think he's definitely got a better limbs ratio than Kane. The thing that was funny about yesterday's Son performance was that he lacked composure on a couple of chances early on. And then suddenly he decides he's got composure when the pressure is un- on unbelievably. So 94 minutes, he's got to beat Pepe Reina, who's had the game of his life. And he picks a beautiful finish. He angled it absolutely inch perfectly it was wonderful yeah there's just something about Sun that sometimes when he when he has to overthink things he he tends to make mistakes I mean his son's best goals have always been um quite instinctive even the the goal against Burnley where he ran half the pitch it was literally I'm going to get my head down and run so he didn't have to think about it too much the the goal against City away in the Champions League there was a banger he scored against Leicester away as well I think a lot of the, a lot of his best moments do come from when he he's head down and, and strikes it because I think we even spoke about this a while ago about um, Sun running and how he dribbles with his head down and head up and sometimes when he's got his head down and he's just thinking about banging it then he, he is more effective yeah, I fully agree. And I'm absolutely not having his penalty run-up technique. No. That was an absolute mess. He he made it very difficult for himself to score that penalty purely from the run-up. And I hope that's coached out of him pretty soon if he's going to be taking our penalties going forward. That was um that was not good. No. Um, we're hoping to get some thoughts from, from Nathan following this. But what do you think... And also, sorry to say, we're, we're going to uh, try and do something post-Leipzig. This is... We're recording this Monday night. What are your thoughts ahead of Wednesday? Do you think there'll be lots of rotation? Um, I don't think there'll be much rotation. Mourinho's kind of said himself that the the front three have to play. I guess Bergvine, I haven't checked this, I apologise. I guess Bergvine isn't cup-tied. I don't think PSV played in the Champions League this year. So I think we'll see um, I think we'll see the same three up front. Um, Lo Celso will come into midfield for, for Dyer. And then I think there's a question mark around... Delhi and Endombele, but I'm pretty sure Delhi will start. And then I think the back four will remain the same, but with Tanganga possibly in for Davies, depending on how how quickly Davies recovers from from uh, Sunday's game. Uh, yeah, and are you expecting Jedson to get some minutes in the next couple of games? Yeah, I think he I think he'll continue to be what he's doing an impact sub. Who I think I think he's I think he's a great footballer. I was a bit unsure about him, but he's he's got this lovely rangy striding um, way about him that he he and for someone so tall, he's really Really graceful. He's really got some great close control. And the more I see of him, the more I like of him. And I don't think... I th- he's, he's he's almost got a bit of Delhi about him the way he runs, but I think he's just a little bit better defensively. So I've got I've got big hopes for Jetson. I'm I'm going early on him to say he's going to be a pretty good player for us. Yeah, I mean I I wasn't impressed with his first performance, but since then he's done really well and he had an impact again in this game. Uh, there was a particular bit of skill out on the right where he kind of held off his man and then just flicked it past him and was away. It was just fantastic, uh, and and it's always helpful if a player can beat a man one on one. That's an nice asset to have in a midfielder and like you say he's got that rangy style of his telescopic legs and definitely looks a little bit more nimble than Delhi, I would say yeah definitely I, yeah yeah I, I I like him I do like him a lot I could see I can see why he was so highly touted um I'm not sure I don't know the ins and outs of the, of the Portuguese leagues so I'm not sure why it didn't work out for him but he's, he's definitely got a skill set there that no one else really has in our in our centre midfield so there you go you heard it there first Jedson to score the winner against Leipzig on Wednesday <laughs> 
I, I think he's cup tied. Oh, okay. So I'm scrap that. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he played for um, for Benfica in the Champions League this year. So yeah, that's not going to happen. I, th- I thought he was in our squad. I could be wrong. I thought he was in our squad and could play. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out Wednesday. You've been listening to The Extra Inch. Thanks to Nathan A. Clark for production. Thanks to Barney for being Italian. Thanks to Adam Gardner for the artwork. Thanks to David Lindner for our intro music. You can find him on Twitter at Davey Shambles and his SoundCloud, D. Lindner. Do check him out. He's great. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Extra Inch. Email us via podcast at theextrainch.co.uk and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms. And if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving us a rating and review. That would really help. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.